back to the Coffee House Theater Company podcast. I'm so triggered right now. I'm triggered. So we've been having mic problems for so long. For Obviously, forever. <laughs> they all know. <laughs> They're all like, "Yeah, we know. Don't worry, we we got you." Um, but Aaron put a different cord that goes for a TI-85 calculator. Yes, and it's so clear. Yeah, and it's like I hope it sounds clear. There's when, no static. But during our test, oh wait, did I say? Uh, I don't know. But um, <laughs> I swore I. Oh, it's just if we get too loud, then it gets a little echoey. I think it's okay though. I don't know, but I've never um, had this mic be this clear, and there's like no static in our ears. This yeah. has never happened before. There's normally like air sounds too. I don't know what it all is. That's mm-hmm. normally, but it's just so clear and perfect. So I'm really hoping it stays like this. I just this makes me really happy. Me too. I just all like, I did oh. is literally my brother's calculator charger and he doesn't even use that calculator anymore like this is probably when he's like a freshman in high school (laughs) so it's been a bit and here we are this is amazing but it's kind of odd because well christmas has come and gone and for christmas i got a recording mic (laughs) and this is we're not using it because it's not in yet this is our old one still but it's just kind of funny because i literally just ordered that and a lot of it was part of it was because we had a lot of trouble with this, but also I can use it for other things. But hello, we're jamming. What is that? Somebody uh, at the door. Someone is just rang our doorbell. This never happens. Um, <laughs> ding dong. Ding I wonder dong. if they're delivering some of my stuff, like recording stuff. What? Because I had to get like an adapter thing for the microphone and like something else too. Wow. So, look at me. Erin's being super fancy. I am. I feel fancy today with this um, cord. I feel like I have so much to tell you. Really? (laughs) I feel like I just saw you, but okay. When did you just see me? I don't know, didn't I? No. (laughs) Okay. It's actually been a little while. Okay, well, yeah. I guess mine... It's Christmas. Christmas. Mine are up... Oh, my nail just fell off. Not my actual fingernail, my fake nail. Hey, but hey, boy. Oh, hey, okay, well, okay. Anyway, um, haha. so this is minor news, but I really could have used this mic earlier today because um, I recorded my podcast podcast with my friend for our English class, and I didn't have oh. the mic, so we just, like, recorded it, like, without anything, which is staticky, and it's hard to hear, but you know what? It's fine because... She's not expecting anybody to have professional equipment. Yeah. But I was kind of mad. Like, it was my own fault because I left this here on purpose. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I don't have it. And I thought about texting you and asking you to put it outside. But I'm like, it's really not that big of a deal. She's not going to take off points because everybody's is going to be static. Nobody has a recording. Yeah, yeah, lying around. And I was also like, I don't really want to mess with it. But if I would have known that it was going to be this perfect, I would have asked you to put it outside probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was going to be this perfect. It's... But... I'm, I'm a fan. It's so nice. Like, I feel like I'm just talking with you now. Like, yes. normally there's, like, a little bit of static in our ears. Not happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, do you hear that? It's static. Do you hear that? I sound like a crazy always, person. Always putting apologies in our episodes. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're so sorry. We were having technical difficulties again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it just makes us seem like we're lazy, but we're really just not we, smart when it comes to those we things. We spend so much time trying to fix it oh it's so frustrating but it's fixed it's frustrating but then i edited it edited it 
edited it. What did you edit? Edited it. 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 Sounds like a timer. Edited it. Edited it. Edited it. It does. Okay. Anyway, the podcast because like we had to put like blips of like interviews that we did with people like it was real fancy and oh for the one you yeah but I was sitting here like. Oh my gosh, when our teacher announced that we had to do a podcast, because this is our final project, and it's a college class, and she was like, yeah, you have to create a podcast, and I was like, I have a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you say it like that? <laughs> no, but I said it that way in my head. Okay. <laughs> but then she was asking me questions, because I told you this already, that somehow she knows that we have a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she knows we have a podcast, but if you are listening... Mrs. Helsman. Hello. <laughs> hey. Maybe she listens. Oh my god. I never thought about that. It makes me wonder because you don't I like there's some people I know who tell me they listen, but like you don't really get that much information about who is listening. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, what if there's a creepy stalker of mine that's listening? We have a creepy stalker listening. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. This is me being paranoid about everything. Anyway, so she was asking me, she was like, oh, what do you and Aaron normally use for, like, your <laughs> podcast? <laughs> and, like, do you use GarageBand or do you use Anchor or what do you use? And I was just like, oh, like, well, we use both. Like, we record on GarageBand and edit, which, although not anymore, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we upload it to Anchor. And I'm like, Anchor, like, you can record on Anchor, I think. But, like, if you publish it. It's, like, out there for everybody. And I'm like, that's probably not what you want with this project. She's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want it out there for everybody. for like, Because, like, obviously everybody's doing their own yeah. final project. But sh- I was like, wow, the teacher's asking me questions. Wow, you're just, like, a podcast expert. I am. Even though I wish I was a podcast expert. I wish you were, too. It would be so much better. I am teaching myself marketing, which is stupid. And I just thought of another thing, but let me finish the thing that I was first saying first. Okay. (laughs) So then the girl that I partnered with, her name's Miranda, and she turned around and I was like, because we also have to write a paper with this. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I looked at her and I said, you write the paper, I'll handle all the editing. And she was like, that sounds good. So... (laughs) I did all the. I was like, I'm a podcaster. I'm like, so I actually podcast. I you actually edit too. I do edit. I so, do not. That's like the one thing I. Well, I don't which do. is good that, which is fine because normally we don't have to do too much editing. Every so often we have an episode that we absolutely butcher and have to edit badly, but yeah, we normally don't have that. So good. But anyway, what I was saying, um, and she was like, okay, good, because I have no clue how to edit anything, and I was like, I've got it handled. It took me like an hour to edit, but <laughs> yeah, but but at I didn't least have you to didn't write, have to learn it, and I did not have to write the paper. Yeah, you okay. author you. <laughs> and then, shoot, there was another thing I was. Oh, also speaking of podcasts, I guess this is low key giving a shout out to a different podcast. But I have just found the coolest podcast ever. It's not about music or theater, <laughs> which is oh, technically you. what this is about. But okay. for any of our true crime lovers out there. There's this podcast called Solve. Have you ever heard of it? No. I just started listening to it. Um, it's like it's pretty much an interactive podcast, except like not actually interactive. Each episode is like a true crime story that's based on a real thing, but they put you in the position of like the detective, and the story like plays out. Like they have different characters playing oh. involved, and you get four suspects, and you have to try to figure out who did the murder, and then they reveal who it was that's at the very cool. end. It was. It's so cool. So- Huh. I know. I know. There's a lot of true crime podcasts, but like, I think the really cool part about it is every single episode is based on a real story. Like, none of them are made up. Yeah, 
and they're taking a new take on like crime podcasts. Yeah, so, so it's a lot not of them are just, just saying the stories. This is like a new. Which don't get me wrong, I like hearing I about the true yeah. crime, but this one is so cool because you don't like it's something different. It's none of it is. Is that an Apple Watch? Yeah, it is an Apple Watch. <sighs> I've had this for a long time. Where have you what? been? What? No, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? I Christmas? got it for my birthday in October. Bruh. I wear it every single day. Bruh. <laughs> wow. So Maybe glad. it's just because recently I decided I want an Apple Watch. Now you're and... going to notice when everybody has an Apple Watch. Yep. Um, one of my friends, okay, in our friend group, there's eight of us. And all of us except one has an Apple Watch now. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Christmas time. I have AirPods now. I also have AirPods. Okay, you know. Have you already had them for a while? Yeah. Oh. I always thought they were stupid, and then I was like, wait a minute. Just so college. people don't think I'm spoiled, I bought all of this with my own money. Like, I got I got my Apple Watch for my birthday, but it was a mix of birthday money and, like, normal money. And mm-hmm. I bought my AirPods, too. So I pay for things myself. My AirPods were my Christmas gift. And I'm now paying for a car. Oh, yeah. Because you have a different one now. Yeah, it's really nice, but it's also a lot of money. I pay for rent, so... Look at us making, making big girl purchases. I know. What can we're, I say? Like adults. I'm, I'm like, well, I better be an adult. I'm almost 20. Wow. So what can I say? Like, are you? Soon. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to look at you the same once you turn 20. What? <laughs> What's that mean? Because you're 20. You're no longer a teenager. You're too old. It doesn't, it creeps me out though, because I'm like, oh, I'm in my, I'm going to be able to say, technically I'm in my 20s, even though I'm like only 20. I don't, I don't like that. I say with my boyfriend who's 23. <laughs> in your 20s. Gosh. I don't know. I feel, it feels old, but then you're like, okay, but I was just 19. <laughs> like, what's the Like, you're deal? also not that old. Yeah, so. I'll turn 19 but. in October well, next that's year. It's a, a little. <laughs> yeah, I guess what? Next January, not this upcoming one, I turn 21. Wow. So, cheers. So, your birthday is in. 2021 and i really hope it's a better year i'm going to say that every single episode until oh, yeah. we get to it will be a better year i just really hope so yeah i know me too it's at least everyone has like i feel like a lot of people have grown if that makes sense like a lot of people have either like grown up more or like are becoming more appreciative because you know so I think that's like a good thing. At least we have that. But that's true. We will see, I guess. I just made it really sad just to, you know. It's fine. We'll all just cry together. <laughs> Let's cry together, everyone. Okay, on a happier note, there's okay. a new puppy in my life. <laughs> I know. He's so cute. His name is Milo, and he's an eight-week and one-day-old Shih Tzu. And I haven't met him, but I love him. <laughs> I love him too. It's my boyfriend's dog, but I refer to myself as mom because I'm, well. You're just like, I love I'm you. your mother. So I'm your mother now. I didn't pay for you, but I'm your mother. <laughs> I didn't pay for Mateo. He well, was free. Mateo was free. <laughs> um, Mr. Milo was pretty expensive. Yeah, well, he's full bread. Yes, right? he's, a, he's a full bread Shih Tzu, but. Shitsus have gone up in price. When we got Tootsie, she was three hundred dollars. Oh, um, it's that was nine years ago, given. But okay, well, I think Lexi might might have been more than Tootsie. Really, Lexi? Well, Lexi is half Yorkie, 
So, like, and that was the time where Yorkies Everybody were, Everybody like, wanted a Yorkie. Yeah. So, like, even though she was mixed still, it was Yorkie and Bichon, she was still, like, she might have been 300 or 350, something like that. But about the same, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Milo was a lot more expensive than that. We drove an hour and five minutes to go get him. And, okay, this is so funny. So we got there, and it was a breeder that we got him at. And <laughs> she was like, oh, she came out of her house, and she's like, oh, we can go to the wherever they keep the dogs. I don't remember what she called it. And so the way it was set up, they have, like, a nursery, and then there's a room between the nursery and, like, the outside. And I think that's where, like, you meet the dogs if you're, like, interested in okay. one. And <laughs> so Milo was in the room. And she opened the door, and I don't think she was expecting Milo to be right there. And she opened the door, and he went, yeet. Oh, my God. He just keeps getting yeeted. <laughs> does. Because my boyfriend also tripped over him when we got home and yeeted him. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's, like, hardcore kicking him because the video is just, like, bad timing. Well, I was going to take a video of Milo running, but the way where I started it, it looks like my boyfriend just flat out yeeted him, just kicked him. <laughs> <laughs> I promise he just tripped over him. He <laughs> Afterwards, he like dives to the ground. Like I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's so funny because Milo just goes flying because like, he's, he's on his stomach. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like a penguin or something. He does, and he's on linoleum, and so he's like turning and sliding, and then down goes my boyfriend. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, I love him. He's like two pounds. He's so tiny. Little baby. And Tootsie is not having it, though. I came home last night smelling like a different dog. <gasps> she mm. was mad at me. She's really, like, I don't even know how to describe Tootsie. <laughs> She's such a princess. She's a diva. She is. Tootsie's a human that doesn't like other dogs. Yeah. Even though she's a dog. You yeah. can't tell her she's a dog. She will get offended. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Mateo is everybody's friend. So if you meet Mateo, he will want to be your friend. Like, Tootsie, like, shunned me last night. Like, I mean, she she came over, and she was wagging her tail, and she sniffed me, and she stared at me, and she turned around and walked away. And then I tried to pick her up to cuddle with me, and she Aww. wouldn't. She ran off, and I got really sad. She's jealous. She is. But this new man. you know what? I'm just thinking if she meets milo maybe she'll like him because she doesn't like posy which is her cousin my brother's dog but posy's <laughs> her cousin yeah <laughs> posy's huge though yeah Posey's a horse and oh, tootsie's gosh. tiny posy's and posy's also a puppy who just wants to play all the posy's time posy's a lot so. bigger than mateo posy's huge yeah but i'm hoping like maybe if tootsie meets milo since they're both like since milo's like two pounds and tootsie's 13 yeah and milo's gonna be smaller than her for a really long time mm-hmm might not help that if he's, like, like once he gets older, he might try to, like, establish dominance and be, like, the alpha. And then she might not like that because she might want to be, like, the alpha. Tootsie always wants to be the alpha. Lexi wants to always be the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> and look at her. So. She's so tiny. Yeah. Look, I love my dog very much. She's a pain in my rear end, though. She's, we got these new treats, and she loves them so much. And so she has been... Go, wanting to go outside every like 10 minutes because if she pees oh, she comes in and God. gets a treat and I'm convinced, <laughs> Me. I'm convinced this dog is fake peeing outside so she can come in and get a treat because what she does is she squats for like two seconds and then she gets up and comes she's back inside she's not even making it realistic and it's point. literally every like 10 minutes she's at the door she's wanting hilarious. to go out <laughs> gosh oh tootsie or 
she's also realized because we give in to literally everything with Tootsie because we love her. She'll just go stand by the fridge because we keep her treats on top of the fridge and she'll just growl. And we'll look at her and we're like, we're like, what do you want, Tootsie? And this dog knows what she wants. She will look up at the fridge, like up at where her treats are and then look back at us. You go, show me, show me what you want. She'll look up at the fridge and look back at you. And I always Queen. go, ma'am, why do you think you deserve a treat? You, <laughs> you have done nothing but growl at the fridge. Why yeah. do you think you deserve a treat? And she'll just wag her tail and look up at the fridge again. So if you can't tell, Rachel and I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my fave. I just... Um, how is your coffee fay? Oh, that's so good. We got coffee from Hazelnut today. I got a iced maple latte because I didn't know what to get and I wanted to do something kind of different. So I asked Sarah. I was like, I was basically like, help me. Is it good? It is good. I just, I just always try to save it for the podcast and then talk so much in the podcast that I don't get to even drink it, but it's good. I like it. And you got me a, a white chocolate frappe, correct? Yeah. I've never had it from Hazelnut before. It's delicious. It's amazing. I'm drinking fake coffee, though. It, <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get on that subject. I also get very Aaron, you upset. bought me fake coffee. Ooh, speaking of which. I didn't know what to <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> you're going to have to tell me how much I owe you for that. Okay. Okay. Later. You don't need to know how much we're spending on coffee. <laughs> they can just look <laughs> up the prices, but you know. <laughs> we they don't, discounts they don't know what size I got. <laughs> That's true. I could have the smallest. I could have the largest. Y'all never know. She could have the middlest. I could have the middlest. So, minimalist. Take it. Minimalist. I'm trying to think of what this like t- tastes like to me. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like I know it's maple, but like she's drinking and I'm watching her. That's why there was dead silence. <laughs> it's definitely. It's like it tastes so much like the ice vanilla latte, but it kind I of. I am shocked. No. Okay. Some here woman. You can definitely tell there's maple. It kind of tastes like syrup in a way, but it's not like... Because maple syrup, it kind of reminds me of syrup's taste. But it's like, obviously not like you're drinking straight syrup or something like that. (laughs) Every time I hear the word word maple, I always just think of a um, bacon maple donut. Maple bacon donut. Why? I don't know. (laughs) That's just what always comes to my mind. I hear the word maple. I thought you were going to make fun of me for saying syrup instead of saying syrup. I say syrup. Oh my god, people, maple syrup? if I tell people I say syrup instead of syrup. Syrup is weird, I don't, maple syrup. Syrup. Y- you sound like a freaking hick when you say syrup. Sorry for anybody who says syrup. syrup. <laughs> like, I know it doesn't make sense, like, syrup, since it's like C, but like, syrup. Syrup sounds so weird. Sir. Sir. Up. Sir. Sir up. Sir up. That's like when people say worsher. I'm going to go wersh my clothes. Okay, my grandma says that, so then sometimes I accidentally say it, and then I'm Ugh. like, oh, why did I say that? I, I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I had to wash the animal. Oh, you don't wash. It's my grandma, okay? There's no. She's 89. There is no. Happy birthday, grandma. Happy birthday, birth- Viv. It was her birthday. She's 89, and yes, she's a queen. I love Viv. She is the most pretty person. Viv is world. iconic. World, Ugh. earth. I said world and earth at the same time. I think. World, earth. Earth, world. But, but anyways. As, in the worst. It makes me wonder how many times we can get off topic. And but that's okay. This is what happens when we've not seen each other. We, we don't just know. bounce from topic to topic. We don't know how. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know if we've ever explained this before, but Aaron and I have very unique minds that work the same way. 
we make random connections to things. That and no one else does. No one else does. So we could be talking about um, a restaurant, and then all of a sudden we're talking about something. I tried to think of an example, but I can't think of it. Something just like completely random. And people are like, where did you come from with that? It's like, okay, in my brain, I made a bunch of connections. And then a lot of times, like, <laughs> if you make those random connections, if I just think about it for a second, I'm like, oh, she thought she went from there to there. And then I'm like, oh, that's why she's talking about that. Like, if I think about it for a second, I'm like, oh, that's what she's doing. But Erin does the same thing. Yeah. And so, so like, you know what we should do? Make a podcast. <laughs> and make everybody confused. Yes, let's do it. We always said people listening to our conversations would not be able to follow us at all, which they're probably sitting here like, huh. I'm very confused how you got to all of these topics. <laughs> we just covered like Mood. seven different topics in 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. My brain's even confused and I do this stuff. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. Kind of. See, you just said squirrels. Okay, this is a common connection, <laughs> but I thought about dogs. But we just talked about dogs. We just talked about dogs. So. What did I do the other day? I What? No, I'm just, <laughs> I was thinking about something, a random connection that I made that I actually had to explain myself over because it was really weird. Oh. Um, I don't know. I was talking about, I don't know. I was talking about something random, and then I, somebody said, like, <laughs> I think we were talking about getting gas. Okay, yes, this is what was happening. We were talking about getting gas. It was me and my boyfriend when we were going to get the dog yesterday. Look, it's coming back to me now. He was he said, remind me to get gas. And then I started talking about <laughs> the next time we go out to eat, how I had a gift card. <laughs> and he was like, what? Where did you get there from? But in my brain, what had happened here was the last time I got gas, I had a $25 gift card to the gas station. Oh, yeah. And so I got gas with the $25 gift card. So I went gas, gift card gift card to a restaurant that I just got which reminds me to tell him now I have a gift card for the next time we go out to eat and that's what my brain did and he, yeah he was just like we're talking about gas why are you on the gift card to our restaurant I think that makes perfect sense <laughs> <laughs> that's how my brain works I would have done the same thing <laughs> and so I had to go through and explain that a gift card to a restaurant came from the fact that I had a gift card to get gas and gift cards and restaurant yeah <laughs> that's how my brain works all the time though yeah same. And it makes sense it's to me because yeah. your brain does the I was same like, thing. yeah. <laughs> it's not the greatest thing ever, but we do it. <laughs> um, I have to tie my pants. It like came up on. So TMI, TMI, TMI. I'm just tying my pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Ooh, Ooh, that was. Ooh, I think it's if we get too loud. It does that. I don't know. We're um, very loud people, So this week, though. this is after Christmas, but before New Year's, and we're recording a lot this week. It is the 29th. So, it's the 20th, yes. And that's fun. And oh. we'll be doing, hopefully, a lot of recording I have one more week. thing to tell you that right. I missed. I was doing some dances for my college auditions yesterday, mm -hmm. and I am very sore. Everywhere. Everywhere? Yeah. Well, don't give me that face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just saw what you said everywhere. I was, I was like, just okay. like, like just everywhere, like my arms, my legs, and my neck, and my head, and my feet. I'm sore too from working though. I've been cleaning trays. Um, <laughs> my life is always sounds so much more depressing <laughs> than yours because I'm like, I'm just like a couple years older, so like I'm in that stage where you just are like doing stupid stuff because you have to, <laughs> being poor and stuff. 
What was that? Oh, hello you're, there. You're moving around and you're hitting things. Haha, <laughs> that's what that was. <laughs> oh, wait. I just realized it's your turn to go first for yeah. the musical review. Aaron's cutting me off. What if I had more to tell you? I have, I think, a lot to tell you, but I don't remember what. I'm kidding. I'm actually out of things to tell you now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Getting to the actual story. Today, I'm doing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which I've heard of before. Um, It's interesting, I guess. Can't say it's my favorite that I've ever done, but... You know, whatever, we're just going with it. Mm-hmm. So, the story opens with a montage of European Grand Prix races in which one particular car appears to win every race it runs from 1907 until its final race in 1909. <laughs> which reminds me, I keep having random musicals about cars and races. Yeah. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> okay, Anyways. anyway. Final race in 1909 when the car crashes and catches fire, ending its racing career. The car eventually ends up in an old garage in rural England where two children, Jeremy and <laughs> Jemima Potts. There we go. Jemima. Jemima? How would you say that? Is that Jemima? Jemima? I don't know. Jemima? Jemima. Jemima. I think it's Jemima. Jemima. I don't know. Okay, um... Jemima. Jemima Potts have grown fond of it. However, a man in the scrapyard intends to buy the car from the garage owner, Mr. Coggins, for scrap. The children who live with their widowed father, Caractacus Potts, an eccentric innovate, inventor. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I just, I can't. An eccentric innovator. Inventor! Oh my gosh! I'm giving. I'm up. getting really confused now. I don't know <laughs> what getting, you're doing. I'm getting confused too. Okay, the two kids, Jeremy and Jemima Potts. Their dad is Caracatacus. Caracatacus okay. Potts. We're calling him Carrot. <laughs> We're gonna call him Carrot Potts. Yep, <laughs> Carrot Potts, and he's an eccentric inventor. Okay. Yes. Are yes, you good yes. now? Okay. I think I'm okay now too. All right, whatever. And the kids also live with their family's equally equally peculiar grandfather. They implore their father to buy the car, but Carrot cannot afford it. <laughs> Mood. Me neither, Carrot. <laughs> we always do this. We can't pronounce the names. So we just give them other names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. While Trant from school, they meet Truly Scrumptious. <laughs> That's a name. That's actually pretty funny. Truly is her first name. Okay. And Scrumptious okay. is her last name. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember this movie. I've never seen it. Anyway, she's a beautiful, wealthy woman with her own motor car who brings them home to report their truancy to their father. After she leaves, Carrot promises the children that he will save the car, but is taken aback at the cost he has committed himself. He looks for ways to raise money to avoid letting them down. Later that evening, Potts discovers that the sweets produced by a machine he has invented can be played like a flute. He tries to sell the toot sweets to Truly's father, Lord Scrumptious, a major confederacy manufacturer. manufacturer. That, okay. Manufacturer. manufacturer. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> He's almost successful until the whistle attacks a pack of dogs who overrun the factory, resulting in Carrot's proposition being rejected. Honestly, I got a little confused here. I'm not going to lie. When I was reading this. 
I got yeah. a little confused, but I was just going with it. So anyway, Carrot does not get the money. He next takes the automatic haircutting machine to a carnival to raise money, but his invention accidentally ruins the hair of his customer, Cyril. Potts eludes the vengeful Cyril by joining a song and dance act. He becomes the center of the show and earns more than enough in tips to buy the car and rebuild it. They name the car Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for the unusual noise of its engine. In the first trip in the car, Carrot, the children, and Truly picnic on the beach. Carrot tells them a tale about nasty Baron Bomburst, the tyrant of fictional Vulgaria, who wants to steal Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. As Potts tells his story, the quartet and the car are stranded by high tide. What? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because they were at the beach having a picnic. Were they at They're the beach? They're stranded now at the beach? By a high tide. Okay. The story then continues in which they are attacked by pirates working for the Baron. All of a sudden, Chitty deploys huge flotation devices and transforms into a power boat, and they manage to escape Bomberf's yacht and return to shore. The Baron sends two spies to capture the car, but they capture Lord Scrumptious, then Grandpa Potts by accident, mistaking each for the car's creator. Carrot, Truly, and the children see Grandpa being taken away by airship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> and they give chase. They almost catch up with Grandpa, but they <laughs> but they accidentally drive off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, a, I thought this was just a story they were, he would, the dad was telling them, but it's actually happening to them? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just... Okay. It's just the way it's worded. They almost catch up with Grandpa, but they accidentally drive up off a cliff. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. It, I mean, sometimes I do also accidentally uh, drive off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it happens at least once a month. At least. Yeah, same. Because <laughs> there's a lot of cliffs here, too. So. Okay. As they approach the bottom of the cliff, Chitty sprouts wings and propellers and begins to fly. The chase continues, and they follow the airship to Bulgaria and find a land without children, Baroness Bomburst fears and abhors children and imprisons any she finds. Grandpa is taken to the castle and has been ordered by the Baron to make another floating car just for him. He bluffs his abilities to the Baron to avoid being executed. The Potts party is helping and hidden. Oh, is helped and hidden by the local toy maker, who now works only for the children, childish Baron. Chitty is discovered and then taken to the castle. Childless. Or what? Child childish. Oh. The childish baron. Okay. He's apparently childish. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, I want a floating car and I want it now. Okay, okay. I want it now. <laughs> Hashtag. You. Old days. Go okay. back. Anyway. <clears throat> Where was I at? The toy maker. Nope. Okay, hold on. You got me confused. Chitty is discovered and taken to the castle. While Kara and the toy maker search for Grandpa and truly searches for the food, the children are kidnapped by the Baroness's child catcher, who poses as a candy vendor. Mm. The toy maker takes Truly and Carrot to a grotto beneath the castle where the townspeople have been hiding their children. They concoct a scheme to free the children and the village from the Baron. The toy maker sneaks them into the castle disguised as life-size dolls for the Baron's birthday. Carrot snares the Baron, and the children swarm into the banquet hall, overcoming the Baron's palace guards and guests. In the ensuring chaos, the Baron, Baroness, and the evil child catcher are captured. Chitty comes to their rescue, and at the same time, they are reunited with Grandpa. 
The Potts family and Truly bid farewell to the toy maker and the rest of the village, and then they fly back home to England. When Carrot finishes the story, they set off for home, stopping to drop Truly off at Scrumptious oh, so Manor. So telling them a story, but they're acting it out. Yeah. So okay. I guess the whole thing's a story, but they're acting it out. Okay. There we go. Anyway, they drop Truly off at Scrumptious, Scrumptious Manor, where Carrot dismisses any possibility of them having a future together with what she regards as inverted snobbery. Aw. The Potts family arrive back at their cottage where Lord Scrumptious surprises Carrot with an offer to buy the Toot Sweets as a canine confection, renaming them Whoa-oh, canine. Oh, God. <laughs> canine? Canine. That's a canine confection, renaming them Woof Sweets. <laughs> Instead of Toot Sweets, it's canine, Woof Sweets. Yes, canine, yes. Canine. The British version of canine. <laughs> True. <laughs> Color. Color. Canine. Canine. <laughs> Come on. No. The British canine. <clears throat> anyway, Carrot, realizing that he will be rich, rushes to tell Truly the news. They kiss, and Truly agrees to marry him. That was fast. Okay. What? He was like, no, we're never having a But future. then he gets money, and he's like, yes, I'll okay. marry you, because I'm rich now. Okay. <laughs> As they drive home, he acknowledges the importance of pragmatism. Pragmatism? Oh my gosh. Pragmatism. <laughs> English is hard. Okay, he acknowledges the importance of pragmatism as the car takes off into the air again, this time without wings. That's how it ends. What? <laughs> Without wings? I guess it just goes... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Into the air. <laughs> I was like, okay, so this is probably a good musical if you just want to attract a lot of kids. Because yeah. I feel like it, all the, like, the kind of like fairy tale feel of it. For me reading fairy it... fairy tale, but... No, I no. get what you're saying. For me reading it, I was just kind of like, I'm a little confused, but just going with it. Yeah, but I'm like, in a kid's mind, I would think this is cool. Mm-hmm. But in my... my 19-year-old. I'm only 19, but my mind is much older, folks. <laughs> if you catch that reference, slide into our DMs. Not the, not the <laughs> folks part, though. That was a little bit of just me being myself. <laughs> but of every other part, yes. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs if you get that reference. Or if you just want to say hi. Anyway, so it wasn't awful. I like it better than... The Starlight Express. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. <laughs> um, I surprised Andrew Lloyd Webber came up with that, but Ashley, Ashley the Drain. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, but yeah, it just it was okay. I just wonder how they do it, like with the graphics. Yeah, it movie would be totally different. It would, thing. but doing this on a stage, stage you have to have a like, flying car, a, an airplane, a car in water, and then besides that, yeah, how do the train, or the train, oh my gosh, the train. <laughs> Starlight Express is on the mind. Anyway, besides that, the car has to transform into all of these. Yeah. Two. I don't know. Who knows? I've never seen it before. Maybe they do what they do with Mary Poppins, and they just put the car on, um, Little wires, and then it just lifts up into the air. That happened to Mary Poppins? Yeah, when Mary Poppins flies. Mary Poppins was on the wires, though, not a car. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We had Mary, we had Mary Poppins fly. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. I remember I just always wanted to fly, but I was too afraid to ask. 
because they probably would have said no because everybody wanted to do the flying contraption. Did a lot of people do it? Uh-uh. Oh, I was going to say, I was like... No, nobody did, but I was saying, like, I really wanted to. I just oh. didn't ask because I figured they'd say no because if yeah. one person did it, then everybody would have mm-hmm, to do it, but true. I really wanted to fly. Yeah, they probably couldn't because of, like, safety issues and stuff. Probably. Like, it's so sketchy. <laughs> They probably only want, like, the two people that always have to do it, but... And I'm pretty sure those are the only people that ever did fly, the two people that had to, which was Bert and Mary Poppins. Oh, so, but there was two Mary Poppins, so... And there were two Mary Poppins, yeah. So it was three people. That was it. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I would love that. I'd be thriving. (laughs) Hit. So... You'd be flying. (laughs) Oh, God. Remember when Alex and Brianna were flying? We're flying. They were not flying. And no, we they were sitting off the this. end of the stage. <laughs> I think we did. Anyways. We did talk about that. Oh, so funny. Memories. Okay. Do you want to hear my musical? No, I think we should just end it here. Okay, bye. Bye. It was nice seeing you. <laughs> um, so this musical is called The Producers, and it actually seems... I hope I don't get like punched for saying this, but it's pretty funny, I think. I listened to some of the music. Why would you get punched? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. The sense of humor is kind of like similar to the sense of humor in The Office. Nice. <laughs> so okay. it's a little like. So um, we will begin. Uh, okay. Act one. In New York in 1959, theater producer Max, I can't say his name, Bielstock. I'll say that, Bielstock. That's what it is, I think. Opens Funny Boy, a musical version of <laughs> Hamlet. And it is terrible. Uh, and the show closes after one performance. Max, who was once called the King of Broadway, tells a crowd of down and outs of his past achievements and vows to return to become the King of Broadway once again. So, like, he used to be, like, really well, like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Then the next day, Leo Bloom, a mousy accountant, comes to Max's office to audit his books. When one of Max's little old lady investors... Quote, Why quote, did you say that in quotes? You see. <laughs> arrives. Um, so th- I'm just going to pause for a second. This gets a little... Saucy. Saucy. So we will put that in the description to it. I don't know, say something about... But it's not anything too bad, but it is a little... It's not anything too little bad. little saucy. Okay, so... She arrives, and Max tells Leo to wait in the bathroom until she leaves. She plays a sex game with Max. Fun. Who eventually persuades her to give him a check to be invested in his next play, to be called Cash. Um, Leo reveals his lifelong dream. He's always wanted to be a Broadway producer. After a panic attack, when Max touches his blue blanket, Leo tells Max that he has found an accounting error in his books. Max raised $100,000 for Funny Boy, but the play only cost $98,000. So Max begs Leo to cook the books to hide the discrepancy. Um, Leo reluctantly agrees. After some calculations, he realizes that under the right circumstances, a producer could actually make more money with a flop than he can with a hit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You would just close it right away, though. Then you make more money in the long... Yeah. Yeah. You could have raised... Unless you, like, really wrote an amazing musical, but that's difficult. You could have raised a million dollars, but put on your $100,000 flop and kept the rest. So mm. Max proposes a scheme. 
So step one is they find the worst play ever written, then hire the worst director in town, raise $2 million, and then one for one million for each of them, and uh, hire the worst actors in New York and open on Broadway. And before they, right before they close on Broadway, they're going to take their $2 million and escape to Rio. So are they just casually able to make all these Broadway actors and directors without paying any of them and get the show on Broadway? Just easy. No, they're paying they're paying the money up front, but they're gonna take they're gonna get more money from like But like the how seats. are they just so able to get it on Broadway so easily? I don't know. The produ I don't know. <laughs> they're producers they're producers. I don't know how that stuff if works. If you're a producer, you can just get your show on Broadway. Just like that. I don't know how it works, okay? But they did it. Um, okay. However, Leo refuses to help Max with his scheme. When he arrives at work six minutes late, Leo's horrid boss, Mr. Marx, reminds him that he is a nobody. Aww. I know. While he and his miserable co workers slave over accounts, Leo daydreams of becoming a producer. He realizes that his job is terrible, quits, and returns to Max. Mood. The next day, they look for the worst play ever written. Max finds a sure-fire flop that would offend people of all races, creeds, and religions. Sweet. Springtime for Hitler. A gay <laughs> romp with Ava and Eva, or, uh, Adolf and Eva at Birchsegaden. That's awful! Written by ex-Nazi Franz Liebkind. <laughs> which Max describes as a love letter to Hitler. Um, so it's basically, yeah, so basically like honoring him, kind of. So they know that this is going to offend a lot of people, so they decided to do it. It's so bad. Great. This is why I said this is like, kind of like, reminding me of The Office in a way. Okay. They go to the playwright's home in Greenwich Village to get the rights to the play. Franz is on the roof of his tenement, probably tenant. Tenant? Is it just wrong? Tenement? Tenement? Here. Tenement? I know oh. what they're talking about. Yeah. It's like... Okay, like a tar- that's the building. Things. Yeah. With his pigeons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reminiscing <laughs> about the grand old days. And he's a Nazi, right? He was a Nazi. Hmm. Now he's... <laughs> he no. just, I guess now he's not. Now he has pigeons. Yep. The producers get him to sign their contract by joining him in singing Adolf Hitler's favorite tune, Der Guten Tag Hop Klopp. What does that mean? I don't know. I know it says good morning. I think it's just his favorite song. I don't think it means really anything, but I don't really know about that. And reciting the Siegfried Oath, under, which is like, under penalty of death, promising never to dishonor the spirit and memory of Adolf. Oh. Oh. Adolf Elizabeth Hitler. Is that his middle name? What? I don't think Hold so. Hold on. We're taking a quick pause. I didn't know if they meant, like. What? His wife. His wife name's Eva. Maybe. Eva. What? Is Hitler's middle name. Look at that. It just popped up. He did not have a middle name. I don't know who Adolf Elizabeth Hitler is. I don't know, I don't know what, what Elizabeth part is. I mean, I was just going to say it could possibly be accurate that Elizabeth was his middle name if he had one. Just because sometimes people did not realize that girl names were actually like guy names. Yeah, it could. I don't know. Or maybe like his parents hated him. So they're like, you know what? We're going to give you and this. And that was the beginning of why Hitler became who he was. Oh, that story's so interesting. Like, you learned a lot about his... Anyways. 
But so, anyways, Adolf, Elizabeth, Hitler. Next, they go to the townhouse of the flamboyant Roger, who is the worst director in New York. At first, Roger and his Freaking Roger <laughs> and his common law assistant Carmen Gia decline the offer to direct because of the serious subject matter. And there's this whole song called "Keep It Gay," because on Broadway they they, they say that the song they're like, in order for it to succeed, it has to be gay, <laughs> ish. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Um, after much persuading and invoking the possibility of a Tony Award, <laughs> Roger agrees and tells them the second act must be rewritten so the Germans win World War II. Isn't this crazy? That's awful. I can't believe they were allowed to do this because this was on Broadway. What? This show. When? The what year? Um, I have to scroll up real quick. You know what vibes I'm getting? Not that no it's idea. a close storyline or anything, but I'm getting Book of Mormon vibes. Yeah. Um, see, it was, the musical was adapted by Mel Brooks and Thomas Meehan from Brooks's 1967 film of the same name, but I don't think it was, I don't know when it was on Broadway though, because I think it was more recent than that. Jeez. So. This is very sketchy. Yeah, I was just surprised. Um, so, Max and Leo return to the office to meet a Swedish bombshell who wants to audition for their next play. Ola, Inga, Hansen, Benson, Janssen, Tallinn, Holland, Svart, and Swanson. <laughs> okay. And she sings a song, When You've Got It, Flaunt It. So she's very, like, mm, promiscuous. The producers are impressed mostly by her sex appeal and hire <laughs> her to be their secretary slash receptionist. Max leaves to raise $2 million for springtime for Hitler by calling on all the little old ladies in New York. And he does that. He gets money from them. Yeah, but who in their right mind would sponsor a show about Hitler? Um, That's what my question is. Maybe they just don't know. I'm not sure, Rachel. You might have to ask them. (laughs) (laughs) The sounds that that just made. Let me just call up these old ladies really fast. Yeah, he does. Mm, Funny. Okay. Act two. Leah, Leo and Ula are left alone in Max's office, and they start to fall in love. Aww. Max walks in and sees the perfect form of Ula's covered behind. Nice. <laughs> the reason is, is because Leo sings this song that's called That Face, and then later on, um, when Max sees like her butt, he sings a reprise of the song, about her behind nice that's actually that's actually pretty funny yeah it's pretty funny um so that happens okay so at the auditions for the title role hitler one terrible actor after another is rejected by roger in summary fashion finally franz who wrote the musical performs his own jazzy rendition of haben sie gehört das deutsch band at the end of which max stands up and shouts that's our hitler Oh my gosh. Opening night arrives and Franz falls down the st- Franz falls down the stairs and breaks his leg. Roger is the only one who knows the part of Hitler and he rushes to the dressing room to get ready. The curtain rises and Max and Leo watch the theatrical disaster unfold. 
Unfortunately, Roger's performance is so camp and outrageous, the audience mistakes it for satire, and the show becomes the talk of the town. Back at the office, Max and Leo are near suicidal. <laughs> That's, I don't know why it literally stops there. Uh, Roger and Carmen come to congratulate them, only to find them fighting over the accounting books. Franz bursts in, waving a pistol, outraged by Roger's portrayal of his beloved Führer. Uh, Mag, I can't, I don't know what, a fear, okay. Mag suggests that he shoot the actors, not the producers, as a way to close the show. The police oh. hear the commotion and arrest Franz, who breaks his other leg while trying to escape. They also arrest Max and take the books. Leo hides, and Ula finds him and persuades him to take the $2 million and run off to Rio with her. In jail awaiting trial, oh. Max receives a postcard from Leo. Wait, hold up. Why is Max in jail again? I missed something. Oh, because um, the, the police come in and they arrest Max. But, like, why? Because of, like, the fraud. Oh, they the found books. out about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Leo escaped. So in jail awaiting trial, Max receives a postcard from Leo and, feeling betrayed, rec- recounts the whole show. At his trial, Max is found incredibly guilty. But the now-married Leo and Ula arrive to tell the judge that Max is a good man who has never hurt anyone despite his swindling. The judge is touched by this and decides not to separate the partners, sending both to Sing Sing prison for five years. To Sing Sing prison. So yeah, they both have to go to prison for five years now. So in prison, they write a new musical entitled Prisoners of Love, which goes to Broadway, uh, starring Roger and Ula. Starring Roger and Ula. <laughs> I know. And they are pardoned by the governor. Oh. Le- I, this is just escalating so fast. <laughs> it's like crazy. Um, Leo and Max become the kings of Broadway and walk off into the sunset. <laughs> it reminds me of Greece and they like drive into the sunset. Everyone comes back for one last long song telling the audience that they have come to leave. Called Goodbye. Beautiful. So that is the end. I would like to mention that the guy who plays Max is Nathan Lane, which is, um, he's the voice of Timon in The Lion King. So when I was listening to this, I was like, <laughs> Timon, Timon. It's so, like, uh, his voice is so distinct. So, mm-hmm. And then Matthew Broderick, you know him? Mm, remind me what he's been in. Eh, I don't know. You know if you saw him. I know him, the name. I just can't think of what he's been in. I don't know what he's been in either, but... He's in it. He's Leo. So, anyways, it sounds... I would like to see it to see, like, how you would... I don't know. I think it would be a different experience than just learning about it. I'm just really getting the Book of Mormon vibes. Like, a very, very very questionable show. Like, some people are going to be very upset about this. Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Yeah, for sure. So, that's my show. That was really good. It's, it's kind of like, interesting. It was, it was funny. Yeah. I think it would be f- kind of funny to watch because it's kind of like edgy in a way. Like, oh. But when I was reading it, I was like, Rachel is not going to believe me when I tell her this because I get the first paragraph and it's talking about Adolf Hitler and I was like, mm. huh? <laughs> like, what? And if you're right. I feel like this is very an 
office sense of humor yeah because i would i think it's i think it's funny but obviously there's some topics in the office that are very like question like someone couldn't make a show with that exact humor Mm -hmm. today i really want to know when this was written because i feel like if this had been written today no way it would have ever been on broadway that's what i was thinking but i don't oh well i almost played taylor swift i'm looking (laughs) shock this was 2001 when it was on broadway but even then, a lot of things have changed since Oh, then. for sure. I wasn't even born yet. Um, I was I was born. That was the year I was born. It could have also been... You were been, born in 2001? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I was 2002. Oh, you're probably thinking I was born in like 1900s. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. 1990s. The 1900s. 1990s, whatever. 1900s. <laughs> Aaron My was brother born was born in 1999. Aaron that's so weird. born in... The 1900s. 1900s. I, if I was born in 1999, I'd be born in the 1900s. That's true. That's just so funny. It's, yeah, it's weird. It makes me sound really old if I was. The 1900s. I'm like, I'm literally seven days off. Wait a minute. No, I'm not. Wait. Yes, I am. Erica was born in 1999. I was just thinking about that. Wait, Erica. Why no, she I... was not. <laughs> yeah, she was. Oh, no, she, she was born in 2000. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. Okay, oops. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so sorry. I was 1999, like, 2001. No, I was like, the year 2000 stop. did not I exist. Like, I was like, why does that seem so weird? She was not born in 1999. I would remember it. If like, you were born in the year 2000, you don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Just see, my birthday is at such a terrible time. It's like at the beginning of the year, and it's confusing. And I'm always a year off of being like what my age is. So when it's like. Tw- 20 so like right now it's 2020 i'm 19 and then soon it's going to be 20 but it's going to be 2021 and i'm going to be 20 i'm always like a year younger than what the year it is i don't like it it's very just like i'm so close to being you're so close yet so far so far anyways erica listening to this (laughs) i really hope erica she will call me out the fact of Erica was born in 1999. <laughs> She's going to be like, what? No, I wasn't. Started texting me angrily. What are you talking about? I don't know, man. Okay. I got confused. I was thinking you were so much older than me, but I don't know. Anyways, um, how is your coffee? Coffee. It's good. It's just very sugary. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very good. It. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's it just is good. Sugary. How's yours? She's drinking it again. I'm like a waitress. I ask you questions when your mouth is full. Yeah, you do. That's okay. Um, it's pretty good. It's kind of, it's different though. I'm glad. I'm glad I tried it. Would you get it again? I might. You just seem a little hesitant. Well, because I'm just. It's not my iced vanilla latte. Yeah. See, that's the. That's literally the only reason. It's good. I just, you know how I be. I always have to get an iced vanilla latte. You just took off all your nails during. <laughs> when did you get those done? Before Christmas, the Tuesday before Christmas. So, it's been like a week. Mm-hmm. It's been a week exactly. How did you get them? Did you get? Them? Well, you got them done by. Oh, I don't want to say their name, but that one person. Mm-hmm. She did a really good job too. I've just been picking. Are those are like those are acrylics, or mm-hmm. they just like. They're acrylics. One of them popped off this morning, and then since that, I've been picking them. Oh, okay. Dang. I kind of wanted to get acrylics, but I didn't know how I felt about the whole... She does a really good job. Just 
from me being me, if I did this again, I'd get them a little bit shorter just because it was kind of a pain in the rear end to actually do stuff. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Interesting. I also normally have pretty long nails, but <sighs> they look really bad right now. No, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, they need to be repainted. If you're from anyways. the area, you probably know who I'm talking about. It's a girl who does acrylics who's still in high school, and she does a very good job, so you should go to her. Yeah, I was like looking. I saw her Instagram account. I was like, hmm. Maybe I shall. Maybe someday. it's yeah. I would recommend it. Ten out of okay. ten. Okay, cool. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any updates. Not really. It's the it's, we out here. We we, we out, out here surviving. Oh, actually, I do have something. I made a music account on Instagram that you should follow. I'll put a the it in the bio of this episode or whatever. I'm glad you bio. finally did that. Why? Why? Because. You should have done it a long time ago. Why don't you have a music account? Because I don't want one. I have like 15 other accounts. I don't you do? Need. Well, I have... No, well, I don't know. But it's Aaron Clooney Music. <laughs> Anyways. I'm already managing my book account and my Finsta. I don't need another account. And my dinosaur account, which is a long story. Which you don't even <laughs> use anymore, do you? No. I still, I'm still logged into it. I... The account I post on the most, obviously, is this one, the Coffee House Theater Co. Oh, and that one. Yeah, I, I have access to that one, too. So, so that's one, two. And then my Finsta, but... That's five accounts. I don't try or care on my Finsta. I don't and care on my Finsta. My actual, but I don't really post on it that much, so... I always love... Like, I have access to our Coffee House Theater Company podcast. <laughs> you don't post anything. But I don't do anything on it, and I just... I'll see... Oh, we posted something. Cool. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, I have something. Oh, I should, you know, take a, I should take a little video. I always forget. Every time we record, I forget to, like, tell people that we're, like, recording. Like, you know? What do you mean tell people like, we're recording? Not tell people, but, like, take videos or something. Oh, to show that it's... But, yeah, anyways, so we were in the middle of a recording session. Uh, Peace. <laughs> there we go. So I had to do stuff like that or else I forget behind the scenes stuff man anyway that's it but i'll be uploading covers soonish after i get all my recording stuff figured out thriving yes we are thriving i don't think i have any other updates do you i don't think i have any other updates either i think i'm just i was like our main big thing that i had to say and i think that's about it all right well thank so, you for listening and we hope you're enjoying season two yeah Oh, also, thanks to the people who answered on my polls that I put on the Instagram story, because that actually was it, very helpful. I did not realize that so many people actually really enjoy the musical reviews. I saw that it was, like, winning. Oops. Like, a lot of people really liked that. I saw that as well. Yeah, and I was like, huh. I thought people were just like, because we did it because we're like, we need more content. And then, like, a lot of people like them. And I'm like, I guess it makes sense. But I just... Because it's like a story, and people like stories, so... I mean, I feel yeah. like the musical reviews, even if you don't like musicals in general, like, people would like the musical review episodes just because you can't actually tell it's musical. Like, we don't just break out in song. We're just yeah, like, it's not very musically. It's just we're giving you a storyline, so... <laughs> even though sometimes we butcher trying to give you the storyline, yep. as I did today. That's all right, but... Oh, uh, yeah, I was very... Wow. I was glad a lot of people responded, so... Yay! Thank so you So that all. is it. Um, I guess we'll see you next week. Yes, see you next week. Bye. Bye.